Let's look at the Word of God today. Believe Him for utterance. Believe Him for what He's got to say to us today. Uh, He is a good teacher. He's a good, good, good God. Amen? Let's agree together. Father God, we do ask for utterance today, for revelation and anointing, Lord. We ask that Your Word go forth, that it would not be opinions and ideas, but it would be the very true Word of God, Lord, that it would be Your heart, the heart of the Father, that is spoken today and that our ears and our hearts would receive it as it's spoken in in the love which you give, Lord. And we, in advance, thank you for every good thing that it will do as it changes our lives, as it changes our hearts, as it changes us from the inside out, and we change others with your love. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to uh, Matthew 18. You know, I was uh, um, actually watching, me and Kim were flipping through channels and watching TV the other day, and we came across somebody we hadn't seen in a while, and, and uh, we're wondering how they were doing. And uh, so it was, a, it was somebody who ministered music who ministered to us, um, not specifically, but we really enjoyed their music. But um, I looked them up on the Internet, and, uh, and you know, um, many people who had been serving God, or had loved God, um, have slipped away from God, who have chosen other things to do, uh, other things that they think they are, um, which is concerning. But the bigger concern to me many times is how God's people react to it. Um, Our reactions, anything outside of love, is a wrong reaction. And... uh, and so, you know, actually, as I got to looking at this one, I, I actually, you know, if you've ever done the Internet, you'll have 85 YouTubes beside it that you can look up that have more information. And, uh, you know, I looked at how the world views Christians that have fallen. This is our brothers and sisters who have fallen. They're still your brothers and sisters. You know that, right? Amen? If you had a brother or sister who had fallen, if you had a son or daughter who had fallen, would you leave them down? Would you kick them harder? Would you get them out, you know, exclude them from everything you do? And uh, so much of the time, that's what I saw. And worse than that, that's what the world saw. It didn't bother me necessarily that that's what I saw, but it did bother me that that's what the world saw. The world saw Christians kicking its own. I'm not saying that happened with every Christian, but for the most part, these people who had fallen had been excluded, had been kicked out, had been kicked down, had been talked bad about, had been, for a Dave word, unloved. Not loved. And, uh, you know, the Father's heart, a Father's heart, we're going to have Father's Day next week, right? A Father's heart wouldn't do that. And we have the best Father. We have the only true Father, the Heavenly Father. And they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't have that. It would be completely outside of who God is. Right? Um, If you look at Matthew 18. Matthew 18, verse 11. 
It says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. I believe in Luke it says He came to seek and save. So the Father sent Jesus to find us. The Father sent Jesus to find you and me. You didn't find God. He found you. He sent Jesus. He loved you so much. That's what John 3.16 says. He loved you so much that He sent Jesus to find you and me. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I got a father. He's sitting back there right now. And I know if I'd have been lost, he'd have done everything in his power to find me. Glory to God. God did everything in his power and made everything available to us through Jesus Christ because he loves us. He's, he came looking for us. That should make you feel so important right now that, that you, you're, you should puff your chest out the rest of the day because God came looking for you. Amen. The Father came looking for you and me because He loves us. Look at the next verse. How thank you. If a man had a hundred sheep and one of them had gone astray, would he not leave the ninety-nine and go into the mountains and seek that which was gone astray? You know, and I thought about this, and I know my dad, and I could answer this for him. If he had ninety-nine kids and one of them was gone, how many, how many fathers and mothers I got out there? If you had ninety-nine, I don't care if you had a hundred kids and one of them was gone, would you go looking for that one? Yeah, you would. You'd leave the 99 and you'd go looking for the one. You wouldn't disown the one, right? You wouldn't say, well, they, they made their bed. They'll have to lie in it. You know, that's a real strong saying, but it has no love in it. I'm not saying God won't let you go through some of the stuff that you've put yourself through, but He'll go through it with you. And He'll bring you out on the other side. I know people who have done things in their life where they had to go through some natural circumstances because of what they had sown. But because of their repentance, God brought them through out on the other side without any injury, without any harm, just by His love. Why? He was, he was seeking and saving. He didn't just come to find you. He came to save you. Not just to save your soul, to save your life. He loves us. He loves people. His heart is a father's heart. He sent Jesus to get back his kids. Amen? Me and you. And if his kids mess up, he's still a father. You know, sometimes we mess up and we forget that He's still a father. A good father does not disown their children when they mess up. I've seen parents when their kids mess up and the whole world turns their back on them, their parents do not. Ever. 
And I'm talking about people who have done awful things. But they've done things that, that people can't even look at them, and their parents come and hug them and love them and stand with them. They don't maybe agree, or that, I'm not saying they, they say they didn't do it. They love them anyway. Why? Because that's what good parents do. That's what our God does. He leaves the 99 and He goes and gets the one. That's what a good father does. We have a good father. Amen? Amen. We have a good father. You know, next week, let's celebrate our natural fathers because they are great men. But let's also celebrate our father in heaven because he's done great things for us. You know... June 18th, 1993, (laughs) a day that will live in infamy, (laughs) Ramsey was born, my daughter, and it changed the way that I saw God forever. You know, it was more than having a child. It was changing my heart. Thank you, Lord. Because I want to see God that way. I want to see God through a father's eyes. Because that's who he is. Glory to God. Whew. It didn't look that hard when I wrote it down. I remember when we went and got her, you know, she's adopted. And uh, we're all adopted. <laughs> Good thing to be, isn't it? Adopted people can't be disowned. Do you know in Jewish law, and I'm no Jewish scholar, but I've heard this and I believe it. If you're a natural child, you could be disowned. If you're adopted... You can't be. You were chosen. Wow. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. But uh, when we went and picked her up, that first night, I remember we brought her home. She starts crying to beat the band. <laughs> and me and Kim were like, God, what were you thinking? Because <laughs> we prayed for this. We can't be parents, but God knew exactly what we needed. Not only could we be parents, but we would see Him better because we had her. And I'm not saying everybody needs that, but we did. And by, and by God's grace and through His mercy, He gave us Ramsey. But better yet, He gave us a vision of Him through her. And I remember like third or fourth night, you know, I was the late shift. Kim was the early shift. I was the late shift. And I'm sitting there and I'm holding her and I didn't get the bottle ready quick enough. She's crying. And I look at her and I say, do you know there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do for you? And I immediately heard the Father's voice in my heart say, do you know there's nothing in the world I haven't done for you? 
immediately God began to show me His heart because I, had, I now had a Father's heart. Amen? Amen? And it doesn't take a child to do that. I was just selfish enough it did. <laughs> it's just truth. I told you guys this before. My mom prayed that me and Kim would have kids because we were selfish. <laughs> she did. She said, they're selfish, Lord. Give them some children. <laughs> I'm not, that's not true of everybody, but it was us. But by His grace, He began to show me a good father. And I knew God and I was saved. But I didn't know the goodness of who He was as a father. And He began to show me that. And through these last 20 years, everything I see, I see through the father and through the love of a father. Amen? He loves us. He loves us so much that He sent somebody to find us. He sent Jesus to save us. Amen? And, and He doesn't quit on us. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7. We could look at the whole thing because God is love. But we're going to look at, at just this, this part because this is a true definition of a father's love. Amen? This is how He feels... This is how he thinks about you and me all the time. He thinks in God or in love. You know, he doesn't think the way we think. We, 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 uh, we think we're right. Most of the time when you think you're right, know this, you're wrong. Right? If you think you're right, there's a better chance than not that you're wrong because you think you're right. You didn't use God's word. You didn't use love. You think you're right. Right? The only way you're right is when you're walking in love, operating in love, doing the things that love directs, as love directs it. Amen? That, that's when you're right. Okay. It's still going to be good. God's good. It's going to be good. We're not, I'm unwilling to leave people out there. I'm not willing to leave my brothers and sisters out there. Jesus wasn't either. And He was the Son of God. I am a Son of God. And I'm unwilling to look up on YouTube to see how far away my brothers and sisters are because I know that hurts the heart of God. I know it does. Because these are His. We're His. I'm unwilling that any of you be lost. He's unwilling that any of you be lost. Amen? We must be tired of, of judging each other, of, of, of counting each other's sins against them. If God's not counting your sin against you, nobody else has the right to. Amen. I don't care what you've done. If you'll ask Him to forgive you, He will forgive you. And if He has forgiven you, no one else has the right to condemn you. It's not okay. The Father said no. Amen? Amen. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. You know why love never fails? Because it does all things. Yep. Amen? Right. So it bears all things. In other words, whatever you've done, it bears with you. You ever heard somebody say, bear with me a minute? 
Why? Because it's saying, I'm not doing okay right now. You need to bear with me. Well, God will bear with you forever. Amen. Amen? Through the highs, through the lows, through the fire, through the flood, no matter what's going on, God bears with you. Your father, your mother, they bear with you. Kids, your father and your mother love you. We haven't done everything right. But we love you. And we're gonna make we're gonna we're gonna help you through no matter what. Parents do that. I remember the first time we decided to work on my car, and I went and got my dad, of course. And I know I got in his way way more than I helped him, but he bore with me. Amen. Why? Because he was teaching me. He loved me. And he wanted me to get this. And we were doing it together. How many things do you know you and God are doing together and He's bearing with you? Why? Because you're missing a step or two here. But He's putting His hand under your foot so you don't even hit a stone. What's He say? I'll I'll bear you up so that your foot doesn't even hit a stone. God bears with us. Amen? He, He covers us. Look at Proverbs 10, 12. He covers us. It says, hatred stirs up dissension, strife, but love covers all sins. That says, God covers all sins. He's he's bearing with you. He's bearing you up. He's covering over, amen, your mistake. In other words, if you're walking and you miss a step, He's still covering you. If you mess up, He's not going to go out and talk bad about you. Parents, do not talk bad about your kids when they mess up. It's not time to say, you ain't going to get it. You ain't got it in ten years. You ain't ever going to get it. I don't know who could be more stupid, you or my mother and me, for having you. You ever heard somebody say that? I have. I didn't make that up. It's not you don't downgrade your kids. God bears, uh, bears with you, believes in you. My dad never came to me and said, you're not going to make it. Ever. Do you ever remember saying that to me, Dad? He never said that to me. My mom never said that to me. We never heard we weren't going to make it. In fact, we heard well, you're going to make it if we have to carry you. Why? Because that's burying you. Huh? You're, and that's what God says. Love bears all things. I'll carry you if I have to. You're going to make it. It never quits on you. It doesn't say, you know what? You've gone too far. You've gone too far. I, I can't help you on this one. It never quits on you. It bears all things. Love bears all things. Fathers bear all things. Our Father, our Father is love, and He bears all things. What, what you've got going in your life today? God's bearing it. Amen. He bore your sins. Amen? He bore your sins. He bore my sins. Does love bear all things? Yes. Yeah. Well, if, it, if He bore them, do I have to bear them? No. What's he saying? I took the punishment for them. 
Well, that's a pretty good father, isn't it? And you know, good parents would do that. You hear it all the time. If I could do it, go through it for you, I would. He could and he did. Amen? Why? Because he's a good father and love bears all things. Amen? Love listens to you. Psalm 130 says, Lord, hear my voice. Let, my ear, let your ears be attentive. Love listens. We need to start listening to others, to our brothers, to our sisters, to your kids. You know, Brother Moore tells that story about his dad taking him out by the tree and just listening to him for hours. Do you know how important that is? You know, God said in Romans, He said it said that God demonstrated His love for us by what? By giving Jesus, right? While we were still sinners, Christ died. That's a demonstration of love. Listening to people is a demonstration of love. Right? Being there for people is a demonstration of love. Judgment is not a demonstration of love. Right? Once judgment happens, you've went, you've, you've decided somebody's fate. Right? When we judge people and kick them to the side, we've decided their fate without love. Right? Mercy rejoices over judgment. We have a God whose mercy endures how long? Forever. And it rejoices over judgment. So when a Christian decides to judge, then, then they've decided that they are over somebody, better than somebody. And, and the same Jesus that came to seek and save them came to seek and save you. You needed the same Jesus they needed. You're not better than somebody. We're not better. We're just, <laughs> by the grace of God, where we are. Amen? And but for the grace of God, we could be where they are. Amen? Everybody's got stuff going on in their life. They've got temptations to overcome. And if you don't overcome that temptation, it doesn't mean God says, oh, well, you're just not my son anymore. You're not my daughter anymore. That, that's it for you. No. He picks you up and He carries you a little further. And you'll have to overcome it again. But He's staying with you. Amen. He says, I'll hold your hand. Amen? I'll hold your hand. God is saying, I'll hold your hand. And we're like most three-year-olds. We say, I don't need it. No, I don't need your hand. I remember when I was trying to get Ramsey across the street. No, I don't want to hold you. Why? Is she, I'm too big. I'm too big, Daddy. I don't need a hand. I'm never going to be too big for God to hold my hand. Amen. By the grace of God, I don't want to be that big. When I, if I ever got to be ten years old in the faith, maybe I will. I still want God holding my hand. Amen? And He wants to hold your hand. He's not just saying, I'll do it because you need it. He's saying, I'll do it because I love you. It's a demonstration of love. You don't hold your child's hand just because they need you to cross the street. It's a demonstration of your love for them. 
Everything that God does for you is a demonstration of His love. Demonstration is an act that shows something. Everything He does is an act that shows who He is. He is a Father and a very good one. Glory to God. A very good one. Thank you, Lord. And He listens to us. When you just sit there and talk and you're wrong, He listens to you. Think about Job. He listened to Job for what? 30 some odd chapters. And then he taught him. People say, oh, he got hard with Job. He didn't get hard with Job. He saved Job. Just because somebody raises their voice, don't get offended. They may love you. Man, you got people today, if you raise your voice just a little above, man, they'll be offended for four and five days. (laughs) Aren't you glad that God doesn't get offended for four and five days? God's not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs done to Him. He keeps no record of your wrongs done. That's a good parent. Huh? What if your parents, every time, every time you got up to, to walk, said, you know what, you tried that years ago, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you messed it up when you were one. What makes you think just because you're 10 you can walk now? God doesn't look at what step you missed. He looks at the ones you made. And He keeps you going. He says, now hit this one. Now hit this one. You can do this. He is for you, not against you. Glory to God. And He'll never leave us nor forsake us. It doesn't matter where you go, where you try to run away from Him, He'll be there. And He'll still be good. Like Jonah found out. Right? Jonah tried to run as far as he could, and you know who he found? God. Waiting for him. Why? Because God loved Jonah and God loved people. And the reason Jonah was running is because he didn't want to love those people. And he knew God did. That's what we should know about God. It doesn't matter what we do, He's just going to forgive us and help us. And save us. That's what Jonah knew about God. Made him mad. Wouldn't that be good if that's what we all knew? The minute that we repent, turn from the direction we were going and turn back to Him, He's not waiting there with a bat. He's waiting there with His arms. Amen? Look at Luke. Luke uh, 15, I think. 15... 18-ish, somewhere in the 18, 15, 18 maybe. Okay, go to 17. And when he came to himself, this is the prodigal son, but how do you know you got a good father? You remember him when you're in the worst of worst of worst of times. Amen? How do you know you got a good father? He's always there. 
and you're never afraid to go back to Him. Amen? Amen. (laughs) And when He came to Himself, when He realized who He was, guess what? All these people that have fallen away, in in an instant they could remember who they are. In an instant, they could come to themselves. We should be believing just like God that at any instant, they could come to themselves. Amen? No one should be lost. No one. God's unwilling. We are unwilling. No one should be lost. In an instant, they could come to themselves and they could say, you know what? Even the the least in the kingdom of God are doing better than me. That's what the same thing. He's saying even the hired servants in my father's house, how do we know he came to himself? He immediately remembered his father. You got to be a son if you remember your father. Amen? Amen. He said he said even the hired servants have bread enough and to spare. What? He remembered not only the father, he remembered he was good. I, I don't only I have a father, I have a good father. You know, I remember when we were growing up, we didn't always have an abundance of food in the house. I know it's hard to believe. (laughs) We're really good cooks, but we didn't always have an abundance of food in the house. But you know what? No matter how many friends we had over, and we had our house was the place to be. Man, if you had a friend, and we had my sister and two other brothers and me, and we'd bring four and five home. And you know what? There was always enough at dinner time. No. Dad, Dad never said, you know what? You're going to have to get them to leave because we're not going to have enough. He said, no, have them sit down. Have them sit down. It'll work out. Glory to God. You know what we always believed? There was always enough food. We always believed that, even though we knew somewhere in the back of our minds that wasn't true. But it still yet never stopped us from inviting our friends to dinner. Why? Because I have a good father. I don't have to think about what his heart's going to say or do. He loves people. Amen. I didn't have to wonder if he was going to kick my friends out or love them. He went ahead and loved them. He had to because I didn't have all the best friends. Well, they were actually actually really good people. We were just doing really stupid things. Amen? Guess what else a father knows? That. Huh? We weren't fooling anybody. Just like kids, ain't you ain't fooling nobody right now. Amen? Good parents. Good parents always make it work for you. They're there for you. We're there for our children. We're there for our brothers and our sisters. If they, if they came home tomorrow, we want to be standing there just like God. Just like this. Not like this. If somebody sees this, they're not coming back. They don't want to see your God hates signs. They don't want to see your judgment signs. They don't want to see your going to hell signs. They want to see your arms ready to hug them. 
That's what they want to see. Guess what this boy saw? He said, even the servants in my dad's house, they're doing better than me. He said, I'll go home. Well, I'll go back. Verse 18. He said, I'll rise and go to my father. He didn't hesitate. Why? He had a good father. This is Jesus doesn't just talk to be talking. He's not just telling a story. He's telling about the Father God. Amen. He's saying, I'll rise and I'll go to my Father and I'll repent. You know what? Once you have this in your heart, God counts it done. Yes. Yes. Right. He looks at your heart. And once you and your heart repent, turn back, you're home. Amen. You are home. You've clicked the ruby red slippers three times and you don't have to go back through the tornado. You're home. Amen? He said, I'll tell him that I've sinned against heaven and against you. Verse 19, And I'm not even worthy to be called your son. In other words, I've done lots of bad things. What's he doing? He's repenting. I wonder who he's repenting to, the pigs? No, he's repenting to God. Notice he didn't even get listened to when he said this later. <laughs> he had this whole speech made up. God heard him the first time. Amen? God heard him the first time. Once you make up your speech, know you've already been heard. Good parents always hear their kids. And they don't hear what they say, they hear their heart. Listen to your children's heart. They have things in there. They got things that the world's bombarding them with that they don't understand. Listen to what they're saying, but hear their heart. Amen? God hears your heart. Thank you, Lord. He said, make me, make me one of your servants. Verse 20, and he arose and he came to his father. He's on his way home. <laughs> but when he was yet a great way off, you know what? To be a great way off and be seen, somebody's got to be looking for you. God believes all things. He believes in us always. Amen. He knows what he put in us. He knows of the seed we're of. Amen. Believe in your kids. Believe in your children. Believe in your brothers. Believe in your sisters. If they walk away, believe in what's in them. What was in him was he knew the Father was good and he knew he could come home. If that's all you know, it's enough to get you back, isn't it? Amen? Amen? He knew his Father. But the, the Father, man, he had to be up on a, up on a stump or something, man. Looking. What did he do? Go out there every day? The kid's been gone a while. Maybe he was still angry. That kid ran away, took half my money. I don't. What is happening with him? What is? What's going on? I don't. What's he thinking? He needs more brains in his head or something. I don't know what's wrong with. No, he's looking for him to come home. Why? Love believes all things. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes. He's in hope every day. Don't stop believing for your children. Don't stop believing for our brothers and our sisters who've walked away, who've fallen. Who, I don't care how they're living. 
in an instant they can come back. I don't care how stupid and and whatever they've done is. In an instant, they can come back. I don't care how dumb you think your children are being right now. You were as dumb. Right? And look at you today. Okay, you weren't. I was more dumb. You know, I look at Kim all the time and I say, man, just thank God that Ramsey didn't turn out like me. I'm not saying she did everything right. She did a whole bunch of wrong things that she doesn't think I know about. (laughs) Why? Because I'm not telling her. Guess what else? I'm not holding them against her or waiting for the right time to use it against her. Amen? Good parents don't do that. Right? Good parents are always looking to better their kids. You think God? What does He say in Matthew 7? He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more, how much more will your heavenly Father give to those who ask Him? So as good as you can think, He thinks gooder. Amen? You ain't even thought as good as God. In in 1 Corinthians it says, No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. But He's revealed it to us by His Spirit. Why? You've got an excitement in you if you know the Father. You're always expecting something good. You know, Ramsey does that at our house. Every time she comes home, she wonders what we've got her. Why? Because she just knows we will have. And you know what? We always have. Why? Because it's in my heart. It's in my... I want to do it for her. Amen? But no eyes have seen, nor ears heard, nor has it even entered into the heart of man how good God wants to be to you. To those who love Him. What is what He's saying? you got to love Him. People who know His love, love Him. What's it say? We love Him because He loved us first. Amen? God's prepared great things for us in advance before He demonstrated His love before you came home. The Father was demonstrating His love by looking for His kid. And expecting him to come home and hoping every day that he would and enduring as long as it took. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. There wasn't a day where where the father said, I'm going inside. He ain't ever coming home. He's lost. I'll never have that son again. Did you know there's never a day, never one day of your life that the Father God said that about you? No matter how far away you went, no matter what you said, in your heart you were always His, and in His heart you were always His. And every day He believed all things, He hoped all things, and He was enduring all things. And when you were still way far off, you hadn't even come home yet, you were way far off, 
he drug you in. He saw you and he started rejoicing. Then, when you weren't even home yet, and he was rejoicing. I remember when we started serving God again. Man, God put everything that had ever surrounded me and ever been in me, and every meeting I'd been at, every Bible study I'd been, every Sunday school I'd went to, and He kept it. And the minute I came home, I got it. Everything I had ever gotten from Him, I still had. Glory to God. He didn't keep one thing from me, although I'd went out and spent all He had given me to be who I was. i got to be who I am. I'm Dave. And if Dave wants to do this, that's what Dave's going to do. Huh? I don't go to church on Sunday. I sleep in because I stayed too late on Saturday. Don't go to church all year. Why go on Easter? People say, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. And God still loved me anyway? And didn't quit on me? And didn't kick me to the side? How much more should we be good to those who've been kicked to the side? Because God didn't kick them there. People that thought they knew God did. Amen? They didn't know this God. While He was a long ways off, the Father saw Him and had compassion on Him. He didn't have to come to the Father. The Father went to Him. The minute the Father sees you coming back, and he, remember, He sees your heart. <laughs> you don't have to be in front of Him. He sees your heart. And the minute He sees that heart turn, He's running for you. Why? You're home. Amen. You're home. You don't have to be in the driveway. You're home. You don't have to be in the dining room yet. You're home. And God is waiting on you. He loves you. He never quit on you. He is bore with you. And He has endured waiting for you. He ran and had compassion. He loved Him. And He ran and He fell on Him and He kissed What? God was rejoicing because this kid who'd spent everything He'd given Him, this, this kid who'd run off and done who knows with who what, whatever, however you say that. Huh? Well, shouldn't he, shouldn't he run up to him and the first thing he does is say, Hey, what have you been doing? Where have you been? And why did you do it? You are an evil son. You, you are not worthy to be in my presence. Don't come to the house. Stay out here for at least two years. Because there's got to be some repentance time here. Do you know how long repentance takes? A half a second, if that long. It probably doesn't, we probably don't, we probably can't time repentance because it's probably a God time that doesn't exist yet. He was not, parents, you don't do that. It's not okay to be mad at your kids for days and days. Kids, it's not okay to be mad at your parents for days and days. Love fixes things. 
Love will sit in somebody's bedroom for five hours waiting for them to talk. We had a girl that we, one of, one of them I brought home, <laughs> one of our extra kids. Man, she didn't like to tell you what was wrong because she had never had anybody that cared what was wrong and she didn't want to sit and listen to you. And so you couldn't just go to her and say, come on, tell me what's wrong. You, know, you couldn't give her a hug and say, you can tell me. It didn't work. She'd had enough fake people who said they cared and the minute they told you that she actually told them what she did, what? You did What? You're never going to go to God and get a what? <laughs> Why? First of all, He already knows what you did and loved you anyway. We ain't surprising Him. Amen? <laughs> I used to have to go and sit in her bedroom floor and say, talk to me, girl. Tell me what's going on. And I just sat there talk to her. Tell her about God. Talk to her about, you know, caring. Nobody cares what you know till they know that you care. I cared for her. I just sat there. Sometimes we just sat there and I didn't even talk. Just sat there. Why? Because she's got to see that somebody cares enough that they're not just going to walk out and say, you're never going to make it. Because everyone else has walked out and said, you're never going to make it. That had to be the Lord because I'm way too impatient for that most of the time before I knew better. Now I'm not. You know, most, most people like me would say, hey, if you want to talk, you know where I am. Come to me. I wear the big pants in the family. You want to talk, come to me. It seemed like it said the father ran to him. Why? Because he wanted to talk. Father ran to him because he wanted to talk. Ran to him, fell on his neck, kissed him. Verse 21. The son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven, against you, in your sight. I'm not worthy to be called your son. The father said, you're doggone right, you're not. (laughs) Not only are you not worthy to be my son, I don't know why you came back. You have went well beyond what you could have ever done to be my son. Guess what? You can't change his name. He's your son. You could say he's not your son. He'll still be your son. Huh? Dad, is there some way I could not be your son? What? His blood is in me. You were purchased with blood of Jesus Christ. You're not going to be an unson or an undaughter. Amen? You would have to disown Him. Then you still could come home. Do you know there's never going to be a day where you can't come home? Isn't that good to know? Thank you, Lord. I'm sure that we don't want to come home under these circumstances all the time. We'd like to come home and He'd say, Hey, you've been out doing my work, huh? All right, son. That's my boy. Huh? How many, how many, how many of you want to hear God say, that's my boy right there? Huh? Moved a mountain today. Yes. Glory to God. Loved some people. Man, he was out loving on people all day long. That's my kid. 
But guess what? When you ain't been out loving on people all day and you've been looking like a stinking jerk, he still looks and says, that's my kid. And he better not hear somebody talk bad about you because that's still his kid. You are still his kid. And there's not going to be a day where somebody comes up and says, ah, you ain't nothing, you ain't worth a thing. God's going to say He's worth everything. And that's what we should be like as parents. Huh? Doesn't matter what your kid's been doing, doesn't matter what, she, what they've been through, that's the day you say you're mine. We're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Right after you get mad and throw your fit. <laughs> Trust me, I've done it. Ramsey did something her what, sophomore year in high school and man I flipped I flipped man I was not happy for two minutes and then I came back to myself and I remembered who I was I was her father and if she was coming back she was going to need her father to get her back it was not time to condemn it was not time to judge it was time to say okay it's done now. What can we do to fix it? Let's, let's, look, let's look at fixing. It's time to fix. Amen? Why? Because <laughs> God is in me, and He's a good Father. Good fathers will give you good answers as a father. Amen? You know, it says in the Bible that God's anger lasts for a moment, but in His favor is life. Amen. What? Life. You, you are His favorite for life. And in his favor, you have life. Why? Because he fixes things. He bears, believes, hopes, and endures. That's what God does. That's what fathers do. Amen? I thank God that my father bore, believed, hoped, and endured. Amen? And as brothers and sisters of others, we should be this same way. We are children of our father. We can believe all things. We can hope all things. We can endure all things. We can bear all things. No matter what somebody has done, we should be the ones waiting for them like the Father at all times. Amen? He said, uh, I'm not worthy. And the Father pretty much, verse 22, ignored him. He didn't, he didn't say anything to him. He didn't say, Son, thou art forgiven. Why? Because a son knows the father's heart too. I don't need to hear God tell me I'm forgiven. I know his heart. I know his love for me. I know what his word has said in the past, and he ain't ever changing. I don't wait for God to say, Thou art forgiven, because thou art forgiven before thou sinned. Yeah. Yeah, forgiveness. you aren't waiting on forgiveness. Forgiveness is waiting on you. That's the way a good parent should be. Your kids shouldn't have to come to you to get forgiveness. They should come to you and forgiveness is there. Forgiveness is in love and God is love. Therefore, when you come to God, you have forgiveness if you ask for it. Amen? Because he'll see your heart. If you, you know, if you're just going out and sinning to be sinning and you ain't really coming home, he knows you ain't coming home. 
right? You guys are quiet today. Don't we serve a good God? Aren't you glad He was that way? Did anybody else need a father like this? Because I did. Maybe everyone else was perfect all their life and didn't need that father. I was not, and I needed a father I could come home to. Do you know what? No matter what I did, I came home every night. I did. Without fear. I came home every night. And the door wasn't locked. I wasn't kicked out. And they didn't ask where I'd been or what I'd done. My mom said it's because she didn't want to know. (laughs) Dad already knew. The father ignored him and said, you're still my son, is what he said. He said, bring the best robe. Why? Because that's what sons wear. He said, bring a ring. Why? Because that signified your sonship. Amen? And get him some shoes. Make him look like who he is. That's what the father does when you come home. He cleans you up and makes you look like who you are. Just because you've been acting like somebody else, it doesn't mean you're not still this person. And he's saying, now start acting like who you are. I've dressed you in all the best. I've given you everything. Be my son. He empowered him again to be who he always was. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And even when the other son came out and was mad about it, he didn't even get mad at him. He taught him. He said, you know what he did? He said, said, it was right that I do this because your brother. What did he say? See, the brother tried to say your son. But he said, no, your brother. Why? That's what he's trying to tell us. It's right that he forgives. It's right that he rejoices when one comes home. It's right because your brother was dead and now he's alive. He was lost. And now He's found. The heart of God loves people. He's unwilling to give up on them. Verse 23. Um, I'm looking for the end now. I'm looking for the end now. 32. This is what He said. He said, it was meat that I should make Mary. What's He doing? He's teaching Him. He's a little irritated with Him. He said, hey, this is right. This is the right thing to do. Right? Your father has to say that to you sometimes. No, I'm right. I'm not wrong here. I'm right. Your brother. Your brother. Your brother. (laughs) That's what he's saying to these people who are kicking these Christians to the side that are messing up. Your brother is out there. Huh? (laughs) If Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, what's your call? Huh? What's your call? To seek and save that which was lost. To bear all things. To believe all things. To hope all things. When you see someone mess up, you don't say, oh, I can't believe they did that. You can. <laughs> and then you can believe better. Amen. You can believe all things. You, can, you know, I know what's in them. I know who put it in them. And they're going to come back. Amen. 
they're going to come back. That's God's kids. That's my brother. I'm, every time I think about them, I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to keep looking. You know why I looked on the Internet? Because I had looked two years previous, and they hadn't come back yet. I wanted to see if they'd come back yet. Why? They're coming back. Amen. That's right. They're coming back. We're unwilling to lose one person especially one that already is in the family. Right? And by accepting those, others will see God's love in us. And we'll then be the place to go. We'll be the house to party at. Amen? Amen? They'll they'll bring all their friends to our house. Why? Because in our house is love. In our house, we will help you. In our house, we won't accept your goofy ways, but we'll show you better ones. Amen? God's put His love in us so that we can be like Him. We can see like the Father. And as, as I have raised Ramsey, she'll be 20 years old this year. And I thank God for His mercy because I know it wasn't by my great parenting skills that she's made it to 20, first of all, and been the quality child that she is. And like I said, she's done a whole bunch of wrong things. But she sure beat me. Glory to God. And I thank God every day that He showed me His heart every time. Every time I was about to come down. Every time I was about to, to you know, blow it. That time when, and I can tell you, I was sitting in my office that time when she came in there and I did blow it for two minutes. But my anger was only for a moment. (laughs) And my favor is life. Glory to God. Is that who we are? Are we good children of God? Are we good brothers and sisters? Are we good sons and daughters? Do we love like the Father loves? Will we quit on people? No, we all have the ability to bear all things, believe all things. Huh? Can you believe? When you see somebody doing the worst thing you ever thought they could do, can you believe they'll be home soon? Will you wait on them on the front porch step? Take the dog with you, it'll be good company. (laughs) Can we hope every day, no matter how long it takes... Patiently hope and wait for their return. That's what love does. And we should be unwilling for any less. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You got a song? Somebody got a song?